You need people like me so you can point your fingers and say, that's the bad guy. All I have in this world is my balls and my word, and I don't break them for no one. Do you understand? You know what a hustle is? That's a pig that don't fly straight. Me, I want what's coming to me. Oh, well, what's coming to you? The world, Chico, and everything in it. That I like. We gotta set our own mark. You don't even know how to be a husband. Who put this thing together? Me. Who do I trust? Me. Say hello to my little friend. Every dog has his day. Hello, welcome to Movie Heads. I'm your host, George, and welcome to episode four, where we cover Scarface. The opening intro is what you heard, and this movie was made in 1983. It runs at two hours and 50 minutes, and it is rated R, so if you have a problem with that, fuck you, man. Okay? Directed by Brian De Palma. It's written by Oliver Stone and produced by Martin Bregman. And they're actually, him and Al Pacino are actually very good friends and they've had a good uh, friendship movie wise. They've made a few good hits in the past and then later on to do also uh, Carnito's Way. So, and then um, cinematography by John Lozano and the music is by Giorgio Marauder. This guy had a bunch of hits in the 70s, uh, Hot Stuff and a bunch of other ones that were um, pretty famous and um, he still makes music today actually he DJs now like in big parties you know over in overseas in Europe and stuff and um, the starring cast in the movie is Al Pacino and Stephen Bauer Michelle Pfeiffer uh, Mary Elizabeth Antonio, Robert Loggia Miriam Cullen and F. Murray Abraham So the way the story goes on this one, to be pretty exact, so Tony Montana, and this one manages to leave Cuba during the uh, marial exodus of 1980, finds himself in Florida, a refugee camp, but his friend Manny has a way out for him. They basically undertake a contract uh, to kill uh, and make arrangements uh, that will be made to get a green card. And then he's soon working for a drug dealer by the name of Frank Lopez. And then um, he shows his medal when a deal with the Colombian drug deals uh, go bad. He also brings a new level of violence to Miami. And then Tony is protective of his younger sister. But his mother knows what he does for a living. And she's already disowned him. And now Tony is impatient about this and then wants it all, however, including Frank's empire and his mistress, Elvira Hancock. Once on the top, however... This is when Tony's outrageous actions just make him a target and then everything comes crumbling down. So there you go. Pretty much in a nutshell, that's what Scarface is all about. So to go over some movie effects with you during the movie. Uh, so in the scene where Tony and Elvira are sitting in a Cadillac at a dealership, 
Uh, Pacino surprisingly slips the hat on that Michelle Pfeiffer was wearing on his head. And while she was looking away, she didn't know that he had taken it. So, of course, when she turned her back to look at him, uh, her reaction was genuine. And that was not scripted. And to her credit, she stayed in character and ad-libbed uh, a line. And Brandon Palma decided to keep it because he liked the way it looked. And it showed Elvira's character gradually warming up to Montana. Now, this is kind of crazy, okay? So, when the director, Brian De Palma, submitted the film to the MPAA, they gave it an X rating. So, he made some cuts, resubmitted it a second time, and again, the film was given another X rating. So, one of the reasons, apparently, was the scene with Octavio where the clown was shot too many times, apparently. So, okay, so he cut it again, made some even further submissions to it, sent it in a third time, and again was given an X. So, De Palma refused to cut the film any further. To qualify for an R rating So he and the producer Martin Bregman What they did was they arranged a hearing with the MPAA And they brought in a panel of experts Including some real narcotics officers Who stated that Not only was the film an accurate portrayal Of the real life in the drug underworld But ultimately that it also was an anti-drug film And that it should be widely seen that, that was a big help right there This actually convinced the arbitrators That the third submission cut of the film Deserved an R rating and that was by a vote of 18 to 2. Now, however, De Palma surmised that if the third cut of the film was judged at an R rating, then the very first cut should have been an R rating as well, to which the MPAA disagreed. However, since he believed that the studio executives wouldn't know the difference between the different cuts that he had submitted, De Palma went ahead and released the first cut of the film to theaters anyway. And he didn't confess that until later on after the home video release came out first, which was at least several months later. When Scarface, made in 1983, was re-released in theaters in 2003, the studio wanted Brian De Palma to change the soundtrack so that rap songs inspired by the movie would be used. De Palma refused that, and I'm glad he did. I just, I don't think it would have fit, I don't know. I don't want to change the soundtrack. I mean, that's what I loved the most was Giorgio Morato's musical version of this. It was great. So Tony Montana uses yayo as slang for cocaine. Well, Al Pacino learned the word while learning the Cuban accent, and he ad-libbed it during the chainsaw scene. Brandon Palma liked it, and he kept using it throughout the movie. Way to go. And then Al Pacino also reportedly stated that Tony Montana was one of his favorite of all time characters that he's ever played. And Stephen Bauer got his role without even auditioning. Uh, apparently during the audition process, casting director Alex Gordon, he saw Bauer and instantly noted that he was right for the role of Manny, a judgment with which both Brian De Palma and Martin Bregman both agreed. Hey, there's two guys looking for you, man. Una grande y una pequeño. That's him, man. That's him, man. Hey, those take too long, man. We got a lot of work to do, huh? Que se cuenten, señores. Omar, Stuardo. Yes, man. Que pasó? Hey, look. This is my friend Tony I've been telling you about. It's a uh, headman over there in the Stuardo. Uh, que tal? I got something for you. Yeah? Yeah? Very well. To find rich. Yeah? Hey. It's pretty good, huh? You gotta be kidding. 500. Who do you think we are, baggage hangers? First, you gotta wake your leg up to two five hundred kilo. Oh, what I did for you guys in Freedom Town—that a banger here was a game of dominoes, man, or what? Shut up! 
What with this dishwasher, Chico? Don't you think we gotta get some other space cadet cheaper to 50 bucks? Then why didn't you ring? And don't be calling me no dishwasher because I'll kick your all over the place. Hey! Dale los Colombians. Ah, si. Okay, okay, okay. Big man, you wanna make some big bucks, huh? Let's see how tough you are. You know something about cocaine? Dígame! What, are you kidding me or what? There's a bunch of Colombians coming to town the other day. They said they got two keys for us, pure Miami Beach. I want you to go over there. And if it's what they say, you pay, you bring it back. You do that, you got five grand. Go pay, bring back? <laughs> you know how to handle a machine gun. Yeah, man. We were in the army in Cuba. Are you going to need a couple of the guys? Oh, that's no problem. Okay, be at Hector Bodegas in the morning. Pick up the buy money then. And Chico, if anything happens to that buy money... Pobrecito! My boss is gonna stick both your head up your asses faster than the rabbit gets. I'm scared! So in the scene where Tony is in the bathtub and he's watching TV and he says to Manny, Look at the pelicans fly! Come on, pelicans! In this line, that was Al Pacino. He was practicing a lang- with a language coach to get the Cuban accent right. And what's funny also is that even though he said, Look at the pelicans fly! Come on, pelicans! When he said that, Technically, actually, if you look at it, they're flamingos, so he screwed up anyways. So Steven Spielberg and Palma, they've been friends since the two began making studio movies in the mid-1970s, and they made a habit of visiting each other's sets. Now, Spielberg was on hand for one of the days of shooting the Colombian's initial attack on Tony Montana's house at the end of the movie, so De Palma let Spielberg direct the low-angle shot. No, I've seen this shot. Holy f***. So to help stay in character, Al Pacino asked director of photography John A. Alzano to uh, speak to him only in Spanish. What he should have taught him in Spanish was tu madre. Though there has long been a myth that Pacino snorted real cocaine on camera, the cocaine used in the movie was supposedly powdered milk. Now, even if De Palma has never officially stated that the crew used as a drug stand-in, but whatever it was, he created problems for Pacino's nasal passages. For years after, I have had things up in there, Pacino said in 2015. I don't know if what happened to my nose, but it changed. So on how the movie was created, in order to create the most accurate picture possible, Oliver Stone spent time in Florida and the Caribbean interviewing people on both sides of the law for research. It got hairy, Stone admitted, of the research process. It gave me all this color. I wanted to do a sun-drenched tropical third world gangster cigar sexy Miami movie. Unfortunately, while penning the screenplay, Stone was also dealing with his own cocaine habit. So a lot of people don't know this, but in the final shootout sequence with Al Pacino when he grabs the gun by the barrel, although only blanks were used, his hand was really badly burned and the production had to be shut down for a few weeks. The uh, production used what time it had to film. Uh, The one that came out in the movies was the actual gun battle sequence from the numerous angles using numerous cameras, so they used the actual burn in the movie. So when you see a part where he's actually putting his hand right by the barrel and he kind of reacts, that's because that's when he burned his hand. Check it out. 
Now, this next little bit of information is for all you filmmakers out there, as far as all the camera works goes and the firearms and the fireworks and all that. The uh, prop firearms were equipped with an electronic synchronizing device so that they would only fire when the camera shutters were open. The result was that the gun's muzzle flashes and they're more visible and consistent than in most movies, which is why it made it more powerful looking too. Although the majority of the film was shot in Los Angeles, California, standing in for Miami, Florida, of course, uh, this was done because production would have been endangered by protests from a lot of angry Cuban Americans over there as the filming progressed. And uh, basically, right, the streets and the buildings that were used for shooting were redressed by the art directors to have the feel of Miami, you can say. What's your name? What? What's your name? Elvira. Elvira? Elvira what? Look, doesn't really matter, alright? I'm just trying to be friendly, you know? God, I don't need another friend. Especially one that just got off a banana boat. Banana boat? Holy man, you got the wrong guy. I don't come off no banana boat. You're thinking of someone else. Aren't you part of the Cuban crime wave? God, yo, man, what is your problem, man? You got a problem? You got all these guys in love with you. You're good looking. You're beautiful. Got wonderful legs. Only you got a look in your eye like you haven't been in a year. Hey, Jose. How I win and how I is my business. Now you're talking to me, baby. That I like. Keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming. Hey, don't call me baby. I'm not your baby. What? Don't you You got to give me some time. Even if I were dead, blind and desperate on a desert island, you'd be the last guy I'd ever... Hermione, that chick he's with, she liked me. Now, just to go over a few facts here and there, uh, Oliver Stone named Tony Montana after his favorite football player, Joe Montana. And then uh, Miriam Cullen, who plays Tony's mother, you know, the one that said, I don't want you in this house anymore. I don't want you around you now. Get out. That one. Well, <clears throat> she was actually only four years older than Al Pacino. <laughs> she aged a lot more than he did. And then uh, everything that Frank tells Tony about Sosa turns out to be true. You what? You made a deal for the... For the Two million dollars? Are you crazy? Are you crazy, Montana? Coño, man, I coño my ass. Coño, take it easy. Two hundred key is puro. You can't go wrong on this deal, Frank. Oh, what's he gonna do when you let him come up with the first two million? What's he gonna do? Send a bill? He's gonna send a heat squad up here. There's gonna be a war in the streets. No, nope. you don't gotta worry about Sosa. I gotta tight with Sosa. You got a, got a couple of short meal here and there? I can make a couple of moves. Meal here, meal here. Okay. Uh, you make moves on your own. I got ears, Frank. I hear things. What do you hear about Casper Gomez? What do you hear about Diaz Brothers? What are you going to do when they start finding out that you're moving all this coke? Hey, Casper Gomez and the Diaz Brothers. Oh, I bury those cockroaches. What do they do for us? Look, Frank, the time has come. We gotta expand. 
expand like your buddy Sosa. Let me tell you something about that greaseball sucker. He's a snake. You turn your back on him, he'll stick it in. You want me to believe Sosa was a stoolie because Sosa said so? You bought that line. Maybe I made a mistake sending you down there. Maybe you and Sosa know something I don't know. Like what? Like what? You tell me, like what? You calling me a liar, Frank. That what you calling me? I'm just saying I want things to stay the way they are for now. You stole your deal with Sosa. Stole it. Okay, boss. I am the boss. Sure, you're the boss. Hey, Tony, remember what I told you when you started this business. For those who want to last, you just have to stay low-key, quiet. But for those who want it all, just in pain, flesh, they don't last. You finish? Can I go now? Sorry about that. There was a little flub on that last one. I realized I said that uh, you wanted me to believe Sosa was a stoolie because Sosa said so. <laughs> the same person. Actually, you're supposed to say Omar was a stoolie because Sosa said so. So, sorry about that little flub. Anyways, now, despite the title Tony Montana being called Scarface, only once throughout the movie did somebody actually call him that, but in Spanish. Cara cortada. And he came from the Colombian guy at the hotel before he pretty much sawed his friend in pieces. But anyways... Now, Tony's little friend is an M16 with an M203 40mm grenade launcher attached to the barrel. Standard household weapon, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, George Lopez. was a flesh wound, man, superficial. Stuff like that. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Or my waiter. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, or Tony Montana will say, F you, how's that, okay? <laughs> Why me, huh? Why me? After Scarface, I'm the only Latino Al Pacino didn't kill, that's why. <laughs> Tony Montana was the Lindsay Lohan of the 80s. <laughs> She's Scarface is an American movie classic. Non-stop drugs, drinking, Eating, sucking, <laughs> it shows you how unfair life is. <laughs> Al Pacino got an AFI award, Paris Hilton, five days in jail. <laughs> That's okay. Scarface is a story about a Cuban immigrant, Cuban man, who understood in this country, first, you got to make the money. 
Then when you get the money, you get the power. And then when you get the power, you get a woman. You know who said that first? Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Tony Montana could be in any movie. And a character transcends. Wizard of Oz, Toro, how many times have I got to tell you, man? We're not a f Kansas anymore. <laughs> Gone with the wind. Frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a f Jerry Maguire, you had me at f you. <laughs> so say goodnight to the bad guy Al. Thank you for inviting me, man. Now, according to the Family Media Guide, which monitors profanity, sexual content, and uh, violence in movies, Scarface features 207 uses of the f word, which works out to about mm, 1.21 F-bombs per minute. At the time of the film's release, this was the most of any movie in history. That pretty much means that within the last paragraph, I've said f once, f twice, Three times, pretty much. Now, there was a little mystery uh, behind the scenes that actually was taking place. There was a lady named Tammy Lynn Leppard. Now, see if you guys can remember this girl, okay? Now, she's the one who played the blonde girl in the blue bikini during the chainsaw sequence, okay? She, uh, she actually disappeared on the 6th of July, 1983, under very suspicious circumstances and has never been heard from again. And then while working on this movie, actually, Leopard had a, a breakdown on the set while watching one of the violent scenes. And then after being taken to her trailer, she expressed to um, basically to a, a family friend that that she had fears about alleged money laundering and people supposedly wanting to kill her. And she had confessed this months before this movie was released to, to movie theaters in the United States. Uh, Leopard's disappearance was featured on Unsolved Mysteries. It was episode 5.1. It was in 1992. And on the 16th of September, 1992, Tammy's mother was interviewed for the segment. She died a few years later, but Tammy's sister is still searching for her. Can you believe that? Man. Hey, Montana, what the matter with you, huh? You negotiating for Frank Lopez? Keep it down, will Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. You should worry about it. If he wants to make the deal, it's up to him, not you. Okay, you, okay? You. You. Your head is not the right place. Do you think he wants to make money spent? You need to watch my back. Watch my back. Better than your front, let me tell you. That's easier to watch. Oh, shut your mouth. I can't wait to hear what Frank is going to say about this. Anyways, shut your mouth. Where were we? Panama. You're looking for a partner, right? Something like that. Uh, Mr. Sosa, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, my limit is to spend 2.5. That's it. That's my limit. I got no right. Nobody got no right to tell me any different. Omar, why don't you let the man talk? And then we can negotiate and talk more. Tony, I started you with this business, man. She'll shut that up. Frank is going to love her, man. That's up to Frank, not you. You're right. Maybe you should talk to Frank. Well, it's not something I want to do on an overseas phone. <clears throat> but 
But as soon as I get back to Miami, I'll talk to Frank personally. Good. My associates here will escort you to the chopper. You'll be back in time for more for lunch. Good. Good. Hasta mañana. Good talking to you. Why don't you leave your friend here? When you're gone, maybe he can teach me how to run my business. I think Frank would like to see him. Oh, that's okay, man. You tell him I'm keeping him on ice for him. <laughs> okay, I guess so. Come on, Tony. Let's finish our lunch. So Brian De Palma liked the script so much that he dropped out of directing Flashdance, which also was in 1983, to direct this film. So I'm glad he did, because Scarface would not be what it is if another director had done it. So the film basically is dedicated to Ben Hecht and Howard Hawks, the writer and director of the original Scarface in 1932. Now, Brian De Palma's Scarface is a loose remake of the 1932 movie, which is also about the rise and fall of an American immigrant gangster. Now, the producer of the 1983 version, Martin Bregman, he saw the original on a late night TV and thought the idea could be modernized and still pay respect to the original film. So De Palma's flick is dedicated to the original film director Howard Hawks and the screenwriter Ben Hecht at the very end of the movie. Apparently Michelle Pfeiffer accidentally cut Al Pacino's face during production, almost literally turning him into Scarface, I guess. Now according to AMC's DVD TV, Much More Movie, I guess that's what it was called, Herring Cher loved the film. Lucille Ball came with her family and hated it because of the graphic violence and the language. And then Dustin Hoffman was said to have fallen asleep. Uh, maybe he was tired. Writers Kurt Vonnegut Jr. and John Irving were among those who allegedly walked out in disgust after the, the notorious chainsaw scene. Oh, that was the best scene. Now, at, at the middle of the film, Martin Scorsese turned to Stephen Bauer and told him, You guys are great, but be prepared because they're going to hate it in Hollywood because it's all about them. And then Scarface was actually a nickname of Al Capone, who was an Italian-American gangster back in the 30s. And although Tony Montana is supposed to be Cuban, making his first language Spanish, he only speaks one line of Spanish during the entire movie. Get the pasa. Actually, there's one little correction. Actually, it would be two. Uh-huh. Sources are sometimes weak. Get the pasa is one of them. Yeah, that's right. But then the other one is... When they're in New York, remember when they're in the car, he's talking to the guy who's about ready to blow up the guy and his family. He tells him, Remember that scene? So then he actually spoke Spanish twice. There you go. My correction. Here's something interesting. Stephen Bauer, he's the only real life Cuban in the principal cast. Because Al Pacino, Mary Elizabeth Mestriano and Robert Logia, they're all Italian American. Miriam Colon, she's Puerto Rican. And then uh, F. Mary Abraham, whose character is of uh, unspecified Latino descent. He's Assyrian and Italian-American. So Angel Salazar, who plays Chichi. Remember? Hey, Chichi. Chichi. Cut the Antonio. That guy. He's Cuban-American. So Bauer and Salazar were often consulted by their co-stars and director Brian De Palma, you know, for advice on Cuban attitudes and culture and stuff. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who? You, man. 
Now, according to producer Martin Bregman, the only shot removed from the chainsaw scene was a dismembered arm that was hanging from the shower curtain rod. As the uh, camera pans over to Hector, his establishing line is, Now they leg, eh? Now, the arm is visible in the production photo of the actor, Al Israel. Now, I also noticed when I was watching the trailer, I happened to see the arm hanging on the rail, too. But they did cut it out of the movie. It's so funny because in that scene about the leg, I always, I always said afterwards, I thought maybe, you know what, that'd be funny. I just imagine like at Thanksgiving dinner with a, with the big knife on the turkey. Now they leg, huh? Oh man, I had to share this with you guys. All right. Uh, in Scarface, you remember the scene where they buy the coke from the Colombians and all of, all hell breaks loose and everything goes wrong at that hotel. Remember the chainsaw scene? Remember that? Okay. Now this is an actual fact. Okay. There's a French scene. Where it's the same scene, but in France they change it. You know, they change the audio for translation purposes. Well, this is the the way the scene was in French. Okay, no lie. Now, one of the other ways that I've seen Scarface, but not audio-wise, is in different languages. Now, this is interesting because every language has its own way of expressing itself, and some are pretty funny. Not because of the language itself, it's just the way they express themselves. Listen. Okay, so let's do a little contest here, okay? Uh, for yourselves, just do it to yourselves here when you're listening to it. Uh, and then I'll give you the answer, okay, at the very end. Now, pay attention, because if you don't, you're just going to everything up. So listen very good, okay? So, what do you think the body count was in the movie Scarface? Now, remember, there was a lot. A whole lot. Was it 10? Was it 20? Was it 30? 
Was it 40? Was it 50? Now, I'll give you the couple little extra points that might be in there, okay? But just don't it up. Here comes the answer. Whatever your answer was, the body count was 42. There you go. Hey, you. You know, considering all the love and desire that Tony possesses to have to uh, for Elvira, you never actually see them kiss or have any type of physical intimacy. Now, he tries to forcibly kiss her in the car. Remember when he first meets her? And then where she stops him and then backs him off. Then, even during their wedding ceremony, you don't actually see them kiss. Although it is simulated and obscured by her veil and a fake little Hollywood movie kiss. But that's about as close as they get to any resemblance of any intimacy at all. And for all you drug lords out there, uh, Alejandro Sosa is based on Roberto Suarez uh, between the years of 1933 to 2000 of his death. He was a, he was a real-life Bolivian drug lord and a trafficker who played a major role in the expansion of cocaine trafficking in Bolivia. So there you go. That's Alejandro Sosa. Sosa said so. Another interesting fact that this film, Scarface, is a major influence behind the Grand Theft Auto series. The 1997 franchise and in particular the Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which was in 2002 and obviously was in Miami. <laughs> so basically, the entertainment industry initially hated the film with Liza Minnelli asking Al Pacino what he had done you know, to leave the insiders subdued at a post-screening meal. Uh, Minnelli, you know, she had not seen the film at that time. But, however, during the meal, Eddie Murphy, yep, Eddie Murphy, the jackass in Shrek, he told Pacino that he loved the film. Way to go. And it's about how long it took to do Scarface, the filming and everything. Anybody want to guess that? Huh? Let's run it down. Okay, now remember, movies can be anywhere from a month, two months, three months, four months, and so on. Okay? Keep that in mind. Okay, keep that in mind. So, knowing this, anybody want to guess? One month, two months, three months, four months, five months, anybody? <laughs> okay, so basically, the picture was shot for 24 weeks, and that was from November 22nd of 1982 to May 6th of 1983. Huh. Man, okay, so it was kind of the basic minimum, six months. I didn't think it was going to be a year, but you know what, though? That was a lot of filming, and they got that all in six months. I'm actually impressed about that. So another interesting thing, at around one hour and 57 minutes into the movie, one of Tony's men brags about once working with Marlon Brando on a movie. Now, this is an obvious allusion to The Godfather, in which Al Pacino did play Brando's son, Michael Corleone. What a coincidence. And get this, Al Pacino wanted Glenn Close to play Elvira, but the producers didn't think she was sexy enough. Oh, man. I didn't think she was sexy enough for Fatal Attraction either. But she grew on you like fungus, you know? Ugh. But anyways, yeah, I, I couldn't see her like Elvira either. No, thank God it didn't go that way. Thank God. That's where the director definitely has to overpower the actor. Definitely. No matter who the actor is.
Now, in creating the Freedom Town sequence, Brian De Palma and the visual consultant Ferdinando Scarfioli, they researched actual events and found that in 1980, newly arrived Mary Lettles, which were uh, housed in a hastily constructed camp beneath a Miami freeway. Now, for the movie, the camp was erected in Los Angeles. Okay, and that was beneath the intersection of the Santa Monica and the Harbor Freeways. The final riot in Freedom Town called for some linguistic agility, as many as basically 600 extras had to speak Spanish. So, thus, safety required careful translation prior to each setup because they didn't want anybody getting hurt for insurance purposes. So, in case I didn't blurp this out before, Sidney Lumet, he was actually the first choice to direct the movie Scarface. Uh, and it was also his idea to make the uh, characters Cuban and to include the 1980 Mariel Harbor float lift in the story as well, which made the story a whole lot better. But the thing is, Lumet didn't agree with the script later on, so he popped off. And then that's when they found Brian De Palma. Now... Scarface is included among the 1001 movies you must see before you die. And that's edited by Steven Snyder. So there you go. See, so if you want to do these things because it's in the order that the universe is supposed to roll and you want to do it correctly, then watch Scarface. What are you waiting for? Anyways, now, reportedly, John Travolta, he met with Al Pacino in New York in 1981 about appearing in this movie. And get this, he wanted to play Manny. <laughs> no way. You know, another big interesting thing about Scarface is the influence that the film had on the hip-hop culture and the rap music since the late 80s. The uh, the Houston area rap group, the Ghetto Boys, they sampled several lines into their rap songs. And uh, one rapper, uh, Brad Jordan, a.k.a. Scarface, now the CEO of Def Jam South, in the group, he took the name of this film as his stage name. Now, many rappers, including Sean Diddy, Puffy Comey, Baba Baba Bebo, Bop 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 Bop, and Eminem, now, claim this is their favorite film amongst mine, too. So there we go. We all have that in common. And also, more than 35 years after this film's release, posters and images of the film are still available for sale at U.S. retailers. And people are buying them. Like if it just happened and it just came out. Amazing, huh? Now, this is how you know the movie kicks ass. When you're included in Roger Ebert's great movie list. Enough said. Wow, what a regret this is going to be. Apparently, Edward James almost turned down a role to be in this movie. <laughs> that probably would have catapulted him a lot sooner than where he got to anyways. But, hey, you win some, you lose some. Now, in the final shootout, Tony is shot on the screen a total of 10 times, including once by Gina, as well as the final kill shot, which is the one in the back. Remember that one? Now, the skull, the uh, darker shaded dude with the dark glasses, the one that killed Tony Montana at the end. Now, he used a 12-gauge double-barreled shotgun known in Italy as Luparra to kill Tony. Now, it was a 12-gauge side-by-side double-barreled shotgun manufactured by Zabala Hermanos S.A. that had its stock cut down. Now, the exact weapon was also rented to film and television productions prior to and after the release of Scarface. So that's a lot of history behind a double-barreled shotgun. Now, Lopez's death was basically 15 seconds shy of 3.03. But he got the phone call, remember, at 3 o'clock. So from that call, he had three minutes to live. 
Now, there was a video game based on the movie that was released in 2007 entitled Scarface, The World is Yours. And the game is a sequel to the film which Tony Montana survives the mansion shootout with Sosa's army. You know, the, all the hitman that he sets out to rebuild his cocaine empire and seeks revenge upon Sosa. Now, I've played this game on the PlayStation 2. And let me tell you something. It's worth just getting the system just for that damn game. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Now, one last interesting fact. Uh, remember when Frank Lopez is telling Tony that Sosa will send a hit squad to kill him? Remember the scene where he's all, what's Sosa going to do? Send a bill? He's going to send a hit over here. There's going to be a wall in the streets. Now, remember that scene? Okay. Believe it or not, Frank, about their new deal with Sosa, he foreshadowed the movie's ending right there. This piece that I'm going to play for you right now, it's from an actual kid's school play of Scarface. Man, why couldn't they do that in my school when I was a kid? I would have loved that. It's the fudgy bag of the fudgy person. They're the fudgy muscle and cope label. Can't you stop saying fudge all the time? It's boring, Tony. Boring? What's boring? You're boring. Fly, bacon, fly. Come on, bacon. You do coke and you kill people. That's wonderful, Tony. I got a buddy junk for a wife. You son of a bee! I'm almost so bummed. I can't have a fudgy little bee blizzard. I'm leaving you, mother fudger. Let go of the girl. Let you go on the kid. Tony. That's what I'm telling you, man. I got married to a sister. Fuck you, Tony! You know, I wanted to recap on a memory in my life from when this movie came out, you know. Now, I was going to have my cousin, my brother, actually... Hector on with me today as a co-host but due to technical difficulties I wasn't able to put the bonehead on but that's okay there'll be a next time and I'll find out what the problem was now going back to what I was remembering about uh dang man Hector messed me up again man Hector you man just kidding <laughs> no but seriously going back to those days man damn so getting back to what I was saying, I just remember when I went to the movies at that time with my cousin, I believe it was around 1984, right around the beginning of it, and we went to the theater with a basic, very basic idea about what the movie was and what it was about. Now, as we saw the movie and it was going, man, I was like hypnotized to the screen. I mean, once Al Pacino's character came out, at first I thought it was kind of funny, you know, hey, you know, this guy's imitating a Cuban, you gotta be kidding. That was my first reaction. But then, within 10 minutes of the movie, I was convinced. That's how good he was. And I remember my cousin Hector, you know, I'm sure his feelings were probably different. I think he had, he had kind of passed on long to me that he thought it was ridiculous too. But, uh, as far as for me, I just remember, Seeing everything I appreciated about the movie, the sound, the editing, 
the the timing on a lot of the scenes it was just amazing and I got chills in my back a lot of the times and it just gave me that feeling of uncomfortableness and disturbingness that I really love when I watch movies and it's like that's what a filmmaker can do and I love that I love that a filmmaker can do that and that's the art of it and that's what I love about it and this is why I love the movie so much unfortunately Hector didn't see it that way and uh, that's because He's a movie watcher and I'm a movie looker. And I consider myself an artist as a filmmaker. Hector did also mention to me, though, not to make it sound like he hated the movie. He did like it. It just wasn't as enthralled as I was. Nowhere near. I mean, I was so enthralled that I even made myself try to look like Tony Montana from my ninth grade school picture. I had a gold chain and everything. I combed my hair forward. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. But you know what? That's how... Of much of an impact movies had on me oh man memories I love them I remember back then when the movies were long like that they would actually cut to an intermission so it gave you time to go to the restroom or buy your popcorn uh, and then it would come back to the scene when you got back in your seat in time so in this movie the middle part of this break was right around the time where they were counting all this money into a machine I remember that very clearly because I was at the popcorn machine trying to get popcorn and I remember it was running back in and I was telling the guy will you f hurry up anyways I just wanted to share that lovely memory with you that I had in my life with Scarface and mama don't have to sew no factory it's a success mama that's why I didn't come around before I want you to see what a good boy I've been. Here's $2,000 for you, mama. <clears throat> Who did you kill for this, Antonio? I didn't kill nobody, mama. No? What are you doing now? Banks? Or is it just monedas, you and the others? No. No, it's not like that anymore. I'm a uh, political uh, contributor, and I get a lot of uh, political contributions. Sure you do. Sticking a gun in someone's face. You know, all we hear about in the papers is animals like you. It's people like you who come here and make our people look bad. People go to school and try to do better. Ma, how can you say that? That's your son. Son, I wish I had one. He's a bum. He was a bum then, and he's a bum now. Who oh, just who do you think you are? Huh? We haven't heard from you in five years. Cinco años. And you still think you can come here and throw some money around and earn my respect? You think you can buy me with jewelry? Come on, mama. You think you can come in here with your hotshot clothes and your gear manners and make fun of me? Mama. You don't know what you're talking about. No, that's not the way I am, Antonio. That's not the way I raised Gina to be. You are not going to destroy her. Get out. Okay, Mama. Okay. And of course, let's not forget the almighty TV version with the wonderful dialogue. Where'd you get that beauty scar, tough guy? Eating pineapple? Sticking your head up your toilet. This town like a great big chicken just waiting to be plucked. Yes. I'm gonna wipe you all over this filthy place. Okay, drop that. How's that? 
think I killed two kids and a woman? Not that. I don't need that stuff in my life. You die, pusher! Wow. Well, folks, I just wanted to kind of go over one more thing, a little bit of news about what's up ahead. Now, keep in mind, Scarface is due another remake, believe it or not. Yep, it's going to happen, apparently. Now, there's a director, apparently, by the by the name of Luca Wadagnino. Now, he made this movie called Suspiria that's doing really well with Chloe Grace. Um, now, the actor that's, believe it or not, going to play Tony Montana, they're changing it up a little bit now uh, on ethnicity which I think is a good idea because originally he was Italian and now with uh, with Al Pacino he's Cuban and now with Michael B. Jordan he's African American so let's see where they take it man it might be very interesting so this is what the director is saying also so let's give it a chance I know people are making fun of any remake at this point of Scarface but you never know might be good in this country you gotta make the money first. Then you make the money, then you get the power. Then you get the power, then you get the woman. That's why you gotta make your own moves. And f you. Well, folks, thank you very much for joining me for this episode of Movie Heads on covering Scarface. Thank you very much, and f you. Just kidding. I love you guys very much. Thank you for all the support. I'm always grateful, you know that, always. And stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, surprise, should I surprise you? Uh, okay, eh, yeah, I'll surprise you. So take care, folks, and be well. Oh, and one last final thought for the night of this movie that I forgot. Say goodbye to my little friend, okay? And you.